Hello everyone, Mixologist, it's Moni here, and I am bringing you a special bonus episode with the best dude in reality TV, pop culture, recapping, and you can fight me on that because it's the truth, Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I had so much fun doing his church service of a show. It is there, and he talks about how they're long they're frequent and the content is so well done the editing it, everything is like you feel like you're in church like you go you don't realize you're there all day it takes you through the entire week you're just like this is the best thing that I could have done for my life and that's what's so bad it's good does for me and probably for you too because I've had a lot of great transfer fr- fans from his show come to me and be like you know, we trust anything Ryan says. So if he says you're great, you're great. I love doing his show. So he came on for more like a Bible study. So it's not quite as long, but it is just as good. We got in deep and discussed all things The Bachelor hometowns. Because a shit show is a shit show. And even though I have a Bravo-related podcast, I it's my show. I can say and talk about whatever I want. But also, 50-50 people, when I polled, said that they wanted me to start talking about The Bachelor. So I thought, no better way to do so than in a bonus episode. No better person to do it with than Ryan Bailey. So we get in deep into all the things that went on during hometowns and the, the things that didn't because it was also boring yet messy and bullshit like it was crazy but then also the bullshit that is this whole season the bullshit that is what's going on off camera and on social media the bullshit that is the conspiracy theories though he likes to stay away from spoilers so we don't do any spoilers you don't have to worry about that just a lot of context a lot of things that are happening off screen in real time or during this show that we found out that i've found out that if you don't have time to read 50,000 cosmo articles i do so i got you and we talk everything we know up until this episode and what episodes are coming up and what we have to look forward to for the rest of the season and you're gonna have a good time so if you like the bachelor or you hate this shit or you have no idea if you should watch but you want tv that doesn't make you think too hard or scream at it you want to listen be tempted but the bachelor is for you because although i love bravo it gives me a lot of anxiety and it's very angry sometimes and the community is 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 loud and bold and we talk about that but we're small and we're mighty in voice but not necessarily in number but bachelor nation is a large category of people large category of the country and the show delivers every single week in one way or another and it's never for love or the things that it markets but instead it delivers in bullshit and great mess that entertains all of us so if you want to listen and find a reason to like the show again get into it or maybe just watch it for the first time or if you are like us and you are obsessed with how awful and horrendous the season has been but how much you cannot look away from the car crash enjoy the next 50 something minutes we had a great time and i will have ryan on again very very soon like within the next couple of weeks to discuss bravo tv and go back to our our regularly scheduled program Let me know how you feel. DM me if you want to do more Bachelor episodes. Um, I'm happy to put those out. Of course, always housekeeping, rate, review. Let me know what you're thinking. As long as they're nice words because they they get me through the week. And I just started a job working at a preschool. So I need all the encouragement I can get and energy. So without further ado, coming up, 
me and Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey discuss The Bachelor, Peter's horrific season that he's driving us into the ground, first class at least, hometowns with Peter. Let's go. All right, guys, as promised, I'm super excited because I've never done a Bachelor bonus episode, but anyone that follows me on Instagram or Twitter knows I absolutely love The Bachelor, and I had the distinct pleasure of being able to talk about it for the first time on So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey that I decided to ask Ryan to come on my show and talk about The Bachelor's biggest disappointment which is this season in hometowns (laughs) and there's no one I'd be more excited to literally talk about the bullshit that they have presented us than Ryan thank you so much for coming on oh my god thank you for having me it's it's I've I've missed the last couple episodes of of the bachelor on my podcast so I am itching to talk to somebody about the bachelor and you are probably the best person to talk about this because you are so dialed in to the whole culture around the bachelor in this season it's i, I mean who is yeah. this guy he is such a wussy that I, i'm i'm a wussy and i even think he's a wussy <laughs> exactly it's like this is such hot garbage that even i'm like oh and at this point i'm watching for fun i'm not watching for love or to even be invested and i've always watched the bachelor with a hint of realism i never really think they're going to get a get, get together for the long time oh. i always call the girls yeah. the winner you know, I yeah, don't really I mean, care about the love. I'm here, here for the winner. I think even in, in terms of dating, if I ever found out somebody I dated was a contestant, I mean, that would be such a red flag in my book. No offense to anybody listening that's contestants, but it just seems like a different kind of person. Like you're signing up for a certain kind of life if somebody's really interested in finding love or believes they can find love on a national TV show. Basically, at this point, I feel like, especially with this season was the first one that I felt it so strongly that it was like university for social media influencers. That's what it felt like. Well, you know what they should, they should change it to, they should change the title of the show to the influencer. And then with like a side of love, like there's a possibility (laughs) for love, but mainly the influencer. You guys will all have more social media followers than the whole cast of Real Housewives of New York, which is ridiculous. Exactly. Like, that's pretty much all that it is. It's like, who will be the next? And I use this example a lot. Demi from um, two seasons ago. You loved her. I loved Demi because I thought she played the game. And that's what you like about these characters. that They're not looking just for love. They're just being themselves. It's like an audition. Like, who will I buy my products from next year? Who will I buy the FabFitFun box from next year? Yes. I mean, that's. I mean, do you think these bad fit pun companies look at the first episode and go, we've got a lot of real winners here for to push our products eventually, you know? I think they might have to at this point. Like, what else do people get so invested in? I mean, it's so funny. People always talk about how, you know, either you're a Bachelor or a Bravo person. But I think yeah. The Bachelor carries sometimes way more weight, especially now. Yes. Like, the middle of the country is so dialed in. And the middle of the country is a large part of the country. Well, people forget just because Bravo fans are so passionate is that Bravo still is working with like a 1.5 million viewers per episode, usually on a live uh, night, well, whereas The small. Bachelor can do like 8.7 million, something crazy. So you're 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 more than quadrupling an audience and people just don't realize it just because Bravo fans will shout how much they love Bravo. Right. And Bach- it's not like Bachelor fans are subdued, but it's just a different it's like a different vibe entirely. 
Yeah, see, Bravo fans, we're just, like, loud in passion. But Bachelor yes. fans are loud in number. Like, they're there. And yeah. it's mainly because for this entire time, they've, like, targeted a section of the country that most people overlook. And it's that middle, those middle states. And even though I'm, in, I'm on a coast and you're on a coast, like, it's good, it's good TV. And it gives me something that Bravo doesn't always give me, which is it's easy to watch. And I'm bowed into drama that doesn't offend me. Because so much lately, Brad, Bravo has felt like, I'm angry, and I'm like, why am I angry <laughs> watching TV? This does not even sound right. I, should I mean, literally, I'm like, that make me angry. I'm scared to go get my physical this year just because I think my blood pressure shot up because of Jacks, and like, I don't. I, I mean, that's so, so unhealthy, but it's like it's really frustrating. So, and it's kind of not a nice, uh, a nice like dessert. But watching The Bachelor, it's just like a different vibe where I'm more befuddled and bemused and confused watching The Bachelor than I ever have with a Bravo show. Like, I'm not upset, I mean, per se. There's a couple things that irk me, but, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, screaming at the TV. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with me, if that makes sense. It's like, I'm yes. watching them, and I used to sometimes dread watching The Bachelor because it's multiple hours, and I'm like, it's just background noise. But sometimes, now I feel like I want that. It's like an offload. I can just have it on, and I'll have a snap or something and just be like, this is good, mindless television. None of this shit has anything to do with me. They're not yelling about anything that has to do with me, and I am here for it. I can make a clear team that isn't like, oh, no, she has a good point, or she has it. Like, this year, Champagne Gate, I could be like, okay, you're ridiculous. You make a great <laughs> point here. Which, by the way, we got to see the beautiful town where the champagne comes from exactly. this week in Exactly. But, like, it's not, it's the difference is I don't feel, like, when, like we said, just watching Grand Grand Rules this week when this comes out, it's like, okay, there's a clear distinct right and wrong here, and one has to do with, like, humanity, and one has to do <laughs> but with you know what? nothing. But, Monty, it's, it's, what scares me, though, is that you say there's a clear right and wrong, and I would love to believe that to be true, but then I read online so many people defending what I think are, like, yes. egregious, egregious, like, wrongs, which I think should be easy to see, and it still scares me. I mean, I got it. I know this is not, but it just scares me. It feels like that's the 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 where we're headed with this stuff, where we shouldn't be in disagreement about like just basic human right. I don't know. It's just crazy that human decency. I'm getting upset yeah, again. I'm getting. I'm I think getting that again. yes. I think that was my point. It's like I can't even believe we're having debates about humans. I'd prefer to have debates about champagne. <laughs> I mean, poor people. Like, did she really it, steal the champagne? kind of worth it watching just because i am enjoying you find uh, the little things that you start to enjoy on the bachelor like i'm really enjoying how much fear you see on peter's face now like every after every hometown he had that moment of like after every talk with a dad or a mom where he just looked like he wanted to run so bad you know <laughs> he doesn't look like he has it all together inside oh That's no one of he, the things that i love about him is that like the boy is going to break and it's I just saw a meme like maybe an hour ago while I was in traffic because that's safe. And it was like, <laughs> you know, Peter, you can give a rose to someone without them having a mental breakdown in front of you. And I was like, he has been rewarding drama all season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean come on. Like the Victoria thing, like the, the I mean, this guy and maybe it's all men. You know, maybe I, I, I've been definitely stupid many times uh, because of love or because of attraction. But like the Victoria thing has so many. There's literally not even so many red flags. There's just a red flag. She is the red flag. 
And how do you keep choosing this woman that is looking for any way to get out of this, that is lying repeatedly, that is so shady and weirdly mysterious, but not even in a sexy way, yet he's the one coming to her of like, we need to fight for this. It's like, dude, you're the bachelor. You don't need to be like, point is that you have a million girls in front of you that won't cause you these problems. And you're supposed to vet out the ones who are like good for you. Not that cause you problems from day one to now. Every one-on-one she's had, there's been a controversy. Can I on and off screen? What do you feel about Kelsey now? After now, I feel strongly that they are. If it wasn't for Hannah Ann being so young, I would feel strongly that Hannah Ann was going to be the next Bachelorette. But I think they're betting Kelsey to do it. See, I don't. I. I. I would. I. Because I gotta say, I really grew to. Uh, I don't know if I love Kelsey, but I grew to appreciate her but i don't know if she has the mental wherewithal to to go through 30 dudes to be the bachelorette like i don't know i think but i think that that's kind of their point now i think we got away <laughs> let's watch some <laughs> watch some lady think, get destroyed this season right yeah. i i was i recently went on um and did a spoilers episode on um blonde unfiltered with jess zaday oh yeah, yeah. and we did all the spoilers and I'll talk about some of the things that not not spoilers, but like about what Victoria F the reason why we didn't see her hometown and everything that gives context because they could not say a lot of stuff. But what I've realized is that I think they feel the producers feel like we've been found out. People now know this is just not going to end in love. So it's fine. So now we'll just play the game and we'll just play it smartly because Hannah was not a choice for someone who wanted to find love. Nothing about her read she wanted to find love. And that was like one of their first, we're going to go after the troublemaker aspect because she had yeah. usually anyone that has controversy in the house and, t- and brings the suitor into it. They do not get picked. They do not win. And she was the bachelorette. <laughs> and she made it far. <laughs> <laughs> and she fought with a fellow, missed something of another state. And like that usually it goes, oh no, if you bring something to him, he's not going to, he's going to send you home. Now we're rewarding them with like the bachelor titles. So, and Pete too, like her and Pete just wanted to make out all over the place. Nothing about either of them said they wanted to get married, but now we're looking at him as someone who wants to be married. But I'm like, I'm also like, I just, what the, the stuff that he is made to say, or that he is coached to say is so like, he's, he's not even really good at it. So he like says this literally the same lines to each person, to each family. It's like, he's, he's like, it's almost by rote and is like, they, the producers have told him you have to memorize this patter. So he like, we've now heard a million times. I really think my wife's in this room tonight. You know, like he has to say that right. again and again. He has and, to hear the parents. I hear your concern, but me and your daughter right. have really made leaps this past week. Like he said it to everybody. Oh, one thing he kept saying, I wrote it down when, and I was confused because I'm like, what are you talking about? What did I miss seeing on television? When he kept saying, we've been able to go through things. And he said that yes. about with Hannah Ann and Victoria <laughs> F. And I was like, Victoria F, maybe her ex-boyfriend showed up on the date. Sure, that might be going through things. But Hannah Ann, it was just champagne date. You didn't Dude, go through I, anything. I mean, have you ever, look, so Hannah Ann, no offense to Hannah Ann, uh, you know, very, very obviously pretty girl, but there, I mean, she's so young, so I think this is still okay. There is nothing else there. I've never, I've never felt, it's like, there's just zero personality, so there's nothing to hang on to except that smile and those looks, but even that fades, like, there's nothing else there. My favorite line of the whole episode was when 
Peter had given her the list of 20 things that he liked about her. And she shares it with uh, Hannah Ann shares it with her sister. And her sister goes, whoa, if a guy writes 20 things he likes about you, that means something. And I'm like, oh, my no, God. It, it doesn't. It's no, really it does bare not. minimum. And it's like date number two, maybe. And we're talking no, about so like, these are the things. And that's the thing about The Bachelor that I love. It's so vapid that it's like. The things that we would do in a normal setting of like nine weeks of dating, but that's about the time that they film is nine weeks and you're not getting nine one-on-ones. And that would not even, if you were dating every day for nine weeks, just say every weekend for the first month. And then after a month, maybe every other day, you still wouldn't want to get married usually, but we're talking about nine weeks. You might've had two or three dates. So you might've spent what, 10, 20 hours together total. And you're like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Get that makes sense. And it's like, we know it doesn't make sense, but don't insult my intelligence by telling me that because this man wrote a list of things that he likes about you, which half are superficial that I could have picked out. Now you're ready for marriage. Like that means he loves you. No, it does not. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is the Torah. He's given me the Torah of reasons that he's like in love with me. And this is, this is Bible now. This is like right. you know, carved in stone. And it really like, I mean, if I was on one of these shows, I would literally just keep pointing out like, Hey, I really only have like really been around you for seven hours. I really yeah, need it's way such a more short time. amount of time. Like, and that's my thing. I think we mentioned this on, on your show. Like I would love to do like a dictionary of bachelor speak because like they're circling yeah. around the issue of it's in such a short amount of time or, you know, we've been through so many things, meaning like, you know, there was drama in the house or you're not here for the right reasons. Like you just want to be an influencer, or, but or we found I just, out about it. I just couldn't get there. I just couldn't get there. Meaning I just couldn't like, make it. I couldn't get there with the woman. Like he always, they always go like, oh, I just couldn't make it work. I just couldn't get there with you. You know, as like that's supposed to make it work in like five minutes. Like it's a dating show. It's supposed to progress over time. Like I, I just had, um, I did Hannah or Hannah A. Brown came on my show. Yeah, and yeah. She was like, you know, if if you think about it, like these are the things that we would never really let happen in our real life. And like, we all wanted Natasha to stay, but then we realized we have to stop and think like him, her and Kelly, the lawyer, we were like, how dare you let, nope, you're right. They're better off. This is yeah. nothing for them. I forgot I mean, where we were, we were watching, but too smart for this. I mean, even Kelly just seemed like she was having a nice vacation for herself. Like she didn't and he seem got like so she was pissed up and about arms. it. It was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he the whole, always I mean, pissed. <laughs> I just like, but the thing that scares me is that like the bachelor now has been around for so long that I feel like this verbiage is now part of like the vernacular, the fabric of dating. So imagine like dating somebody and then getting broken up with by the same things that they say in the bachelor, because it's now just so commonplace to things, so you know, stupid. like, I mean, imagine telling a girl or a guy that you don't think I they're just, there for I the right reasons. Get there. You know? I don't think they're here with me for the right reasons. Yeah, like, it would be, it would be insane. And I'm because Kelly had a great approach. She was like, you know, I want to spend time with Peter and I would like to have fun. He's like, that's all this is for you. And she was like, well, right now, yeah, because <laughs> yes. she forgot she's a lawyer. She cannot turn off the reasonable part of her brain that yes. makes her fucking like reasonable. Like Dude, one of my good friends. Yeah, one of my good friends is a lawyer and she's like highly capable. She's high, like she's she does like 30 things at once and like you know, she has like a pretty big bullshit meter. Like I don't, but she like yeah, I don't know. Those people, this is fun. Yeah, went there's. Fortune. They went. They traveled to like five places in a month. That is fun. She's like great, and if I get some kisses out of it, that's cool. Like a free dinner, but I'm having fun with a bunch of girls in a brand new city, staying in presidential suites. Who wouldn't call that a fun time? I would. I still think it's really bizarre too when they 
hug each other after they get the rose, like they're happy for the other girl, even though they're competing for the same guy. It's so Do stupid. You, and it it's just like weird. Like, and it always is weird when um a date card comes and like they'll like rub someone's back because like, her oh. name wasn't on it. And it's <laughs> yes. like, I'm so sorry you didn't get your one-on-one. And they, they talk to you, they vent to each other. It's just really frustrating that he like won't come to me and he goes after her for the third time. I'm like, that's the point. If he wants to go on three dates with her, it's because he actually probably sees something with her. And if we're talking about marriage or a proposal at the end of this, I would expect that he has spent more than one date with her. But the, okay, the Victoria thing, though, what is your like, I am so I just can't fathom why she is still there. Why I mean, there and she, I know she's full of mystery and there's so many like really random theories about her. I also don't understand why his old like the old the the lady that she he used to date randomly was there and like had key yeah. information about Victoria and they blacked her like they blacked her face out like they what, blacked I mean, her what? face out but she was published in like every publication before the episode even came out like her face her name her everything so. see i stay away from spoilers so i don't know like i don't read any like i want to kind of try to be surprised but like who is like is it did the producer set that up like it seems so random so this isn't like a spoiler for the for the end plot yeah, yeah. but like where she came from apparently and allegedly though it is all reported now they did fly her there because she did <laughs> yes. reach out to okay, him good, and good, was good, like, good. hey, I do have this information for you. And they could not share the information because, of course, it's all hearsay and alleged. But the reason they flew around is because she was from Virginia Beach. And allegedly, Victoria F. has broken up a lot of marriages in the Virginia Beach area. And it's like, I even a follower of mine who doesn't watch the show was like, oh yeah, I know about this girl. Like everybody knows about this girl. Like it's common knowledge down there apparently. And allegedly that she like breaks up marriages. Like she sleeps with married men. But specifically the reason why they wanted to get this information out and came from this girl was because she used to be friends with Victoria F. Like really good friends. Like they did like a bunch of travel and, um, uh, like pageantry and stuff together or something like that. But a mutual friend of theirs is also, I forget this girl's name, who like actually like lost her husband allegedly to Victoria F. And this girl who did not come on the show, who was a part of their friend group, is actually best friends with Ari's wife, the one he chose that he's with now that had a baby. Oh my God. So that's like, and I know it sounds like so convoluted in timeline, but if you think <laughs> about it, I like to paint this, and I painted this picture on, you know, Jess's podcast too. It's like, so say you're like sitting down with a bunch of your friends and one of your friends is like, oh my God, do you know this girl actually, I found out my husband was having an affair and he's like, it's with this one girl. And that's pretty much what happened. It's like Ari's wife, her friend, it's like a friend of a friend, but the friend is like all in, they were all a group. And in the group, the girl started sleep. Victoria F started sleeping with one of the girl's husbands, and it just so happens to have a connection to another bachelor, and another like, well, also bachelor contestant. And that's like, whoa, this now has to do with us. And I think they just they didn't wind up using a lot of the information that she shared, probably for like legal reasons. But they flew her out there, but they did not mic her. She, they said I heard that she was not mic. Like that was all picked up on the boom mic. That they okay. did not want to mic her. They didn't really want to use her, but they were like, sure, we'll tell Peter because, you know, it adds controversy to the plot of him, of her coming home to Virginia. 
But it was such a classic move, though, then when he asks her about it and she immediately turns it around on him. And like halfway through, he's <laughs> so what she dumb did. And, and they're laughing. He's so dumb one. and dorky. He, he does. He bleeds. He's like, oh, he. I mean, he's so bad on his feet that he like literally. Like she's a pro. She knows immediately how to turn it around. She excuse goes like, me? "You see, excuse you." I loved that. That was the best part of my life. Oh well, see, like I I'm like, an acting. She's sassing him. Yeah, I'm an acting coach, and like what she did was like classic. Like she went through three different tactics in one sitting. She went to uh, anger to tears. Like she like switched it up, which is like you always know you're dealing with like a psychopath genius, maybe. When you're like, they're like, okay, this is not exactly working the way I want. So they switch emotional rainbows. Like they switch the emotional color immediately and they flip it on the other side. So it keeps the other person so off balance the entire conversation that they do not know which way to look, you know? Absolutely. And like people have speculated that maybe, you know, Victoria's family wasn't really her family. Apparently there's zero like recollection of them. And but also anywhere like on her social media, apparently it's her step family, like her stepdad or something, or something of that sort. And so we never really go inside. So who they are really doesn't matter to us. I think they literally filmed her entire one or her entire family day for the purpose of the drama, which is now again her fourth controversy on and off screen. Um, but then it's like she's the one who gets the rose, and the, the perfectly normal families are the ones. <laughs> that gets overshadowed and I do want to run through a couple of the other uh, hometowns with you because they gave us a lot and a little at the same time Kelsey's probably was the least per- yeah. like performance which is why they sent her home she didn't have enough drama but but you know I, I gotta say I really like I really did grow to like Kelsey and I was very not hurt for her but I felt very bad for her because I really did not I did not know if I saw that one coming actually. Yeah, and I think they all the dads were coached by the producers to take Cassie's approach from last year, last season, where that dad, Cassie's dad was like the first dad to not just approach it with skepticism but to flat out say, yeah, this is not happening. I didn't know what she wanted to do when she went on this show but what you're not going to do is propose to her (laughs) after like a five month a five week period. My favorite was, uh, I think it was Hannah Ann's dad. Yeah. He, he goes, wow, he goes, he goes, warned her. He goes, he goes you know what? I, I, I'm pleased to announce that I think I'm going to tell your daughter I love her uh, in a couple of days. He goes, oh. and then he's and smiling. He, like, he like, won't do that, he actually. Goes, he goes, okay, okay. Well, you know, I'm really going to ask you to rethink that because uh, I don't want you saying that unless you know what that comes with that. Okay? Do you hear me? Do you hear? Like, it was yeah, he so good. Him. He did it with I a smile like, on his face. Oh, it was yeah. so, oh. <laughs> scary was i was so, so uncomfortable and i get it because again the girl is and i hate to say because we're around the same age but she was only 23 and we're talking about she's the final four you're gonna tell this girl you love her really make her think she has this in the bag whatever it is and the dad's like okay but we're the ones who have to pick up the pieces when all this bullshit <laughs> is over and we know it's bullshit so keep it okay. like save well, it but when you meet the family so i i meet in hannah Anna's family it made me want to know like Hannah Ann's, like, been, I guess, a model for tons of things. Like, how the fuck did that girl, like, be a model in, like, bikinis and stuff when she has a dad like that that's very protective? I would love to know that information as well. Um, Because the only one, I think, the only family that lined up with how she portrayed and how she was on the show to me was Madison. 
Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, duh, duh, of course. They of all course. seemed so super wholesome, super beautiful, super loving. Like the whole special plate, they did not make that oh, up that day. That God. was real. I literally was like, I literally almost called my mom and I was like, why did we ever, we never did special plate. Like, why are we, like, I right. would love to have done special plate when we grew up. Like, to me, that family was Alabama. And I'm not saying Hannah was a bad representation of Alabama, but to me, Madison screamed this is what Alabama is. Like, this is what it means to be good, wholesome people. And I even said, The Bachelor does not deserve Charles Barkley and oh. Bruce Pearl. We don't deserve that. Are you kidding me? You Charles wasted Bar- that on Peter? Charles Barkley on the, on, the, on the big screen at the stadium was great. I mean, their their family was so solid that it really, like, I almost, like, I almost felt like I needed to ask for forgiveness from God just watching their family. I was just like, these these guys seem to be living life like in a very specific way. And very Peter was respectful. Like not respectful. And, you know, you just said, you know, they were super respectful and he was just not that Southern guy. Like, and I think that's what they always wanted for this girl, th- their daughter. And the man, her dad looked so bewildered when he said like, you know, I really have feelings for your daughter. He was like, oh, you well, know, he doesn't curse, but he was probably like, oh, yeah, he's like, me. well, you, but you know what he probably, you probably thought he probably thought this was a test on him from God. He's like, God's testing me right, right now. God sent Peter into my, my life. Yes. This is what, this is, this is Satan in his eyes is like ABC is Satan. And like, he is doing his best to protect his family, which, but by the way, I will say though, I don't like how they seem to have raised Madison and they did a very good job. I think it's very impossible Madison ever finds somebody that lives up to the potential that they have opened her up for because of how well they raised her. Like, I don't know if a man or a woman will ever be good enough for Madison and what she has grown to expect. And that's why when you see Peter, it's like, he's nowhere near. uh, I mean, he's a, he's a good guy, but I don't think he's a special guy. guy well, he's not going to be the guy doing special. He's not going to bring special plate at dinner into a family. Like, he's not going to have that idea. No, he's not. And I think what's even more interesting is that, like, I think what's saddening is that Madison is attracted to Peter because she probably thinks, like, I can bring him closer to God. I can bring the good out of him. And it's that constant syndrome that so many women have of, like, I can fix him. And it's like, my dad used to always say, like, if you are religious, only God can change a man's heart. And Peter literally admitted, I am religious, but, like, not that close. And I do want to get closer. And I think that was all he needed to hear to be like, I'm in. And yeah, he, no, dude, he needs it. No, he just needs to hear virgin. And he's like, we got a winner. Um, exactly. Was- and I feel like she's going to give him the ultimatum in a much calmer way than Luke, that Luke P was trying to give Hannah. And because Luke P just said, I would not be able to get there if I found out you slept with someone else. Madison <laughs> flat out said, you cannot sleep with other people and still trying to get with me. That's not happening. But by the way, I have a feeling Victoria hears this and Victoria's like, I am going to screw his brains out now. Like I am going I to- I have a feeling she already has. And I think that's uh, the only reason why he's keeping her so long. I'm not fitting. I really but- think that something's already happened there because- she looks like she could give zero fucks about this man. Oh, well, I have a, I have a feeling that might be her special something. And I hate to be, you know, like, I hate to say that, but it feels like when, when they showed that couple lines from next week's episode and she was like, that's disgusting that, he, that she gave him that ultimatum. It was almost said with this kind of glee of, 
I know exactly what I need to do now. And I'm going to double my efforts to like sleep with him every chance I get. How dare you call me a slut? Like she took it offensively. Like, Oh, you think you're a good girl because you won't sleep with him. If you sleep with someone else, like, what does that mean? Like you, because you won't sleep with him. Like that means that you're the better person for him. Like just because I slept with him doesn't mean I'm not good for him. But also that's the most passion that Victoria has had for Peter all season. Yes. Exactly. God, that is brilliant. You're so right. Like, she seems like she has to be dragged through all of this, except unless she's crying. But also then you go back and think, how did she date the country star? I need history on this girl. She did the White Lives yeah, Matter so shirt. The, she did the, the modeling the, for the white company. She did the, I listened like, to the podcast of this, of this country singer who said he did not date her. Like, date her, oh, date her the way she made it seem. Chase, like the Chase Rice. Kind of Yes, he, they kind of uh, embellished it. But he said what he did do was tell the producers, hey, I know someone on the show. Like, it should it be a problem? Because he said he's been working with the show to get to do a concert on there for a while. And, you know, he told his people, like, oh, I know someone is going on there. She kind of told me about it before she left. And I was like, hey, do what you got to do. Like, I just can't be, I don't think I want to be involved with somebody that is dating, like, is on a show like that. Um, but like, you know, he wanted to do the show for publicity, which understandable, better he do it this way than Jed literally try to be a contestant and, and win just to promote his career and then like break Hannah Brown's heart. So I prefer it this way where you're just performing at a one-on-one, but he basically said that he did not, he asked his people, did you, do you think that they'll like, you know, make it a big deal? Like, I don't think it's a big deal. And they naively, these beautiful country singer representatives representatives they were like no we don't think they'll make a big deal out of it you know it's probably like a you know they'll keep you away from her and I was like oh you must have never watched The Bachelor they are going to exploit the fuck out of this and that's exactly what they did (laughs) they made the one-on-one date singer that day I do still have a lot of questions about this girl because we just saw a mugshot come out this week from before you She's literally nuts. And yeah, like you said, and I think I've mentioned before on my podcast as well, is that she posed for a, um, it was, it's a, like a marine life company that decides to play on the uh, White Lives Matter conversation, um, which conversation. is already a problem. Conversation. <laughs> let's please, let's have a conversation about it. Yeah. Right. They like, they really want to like, you know, hanker down on what that means and what that you know how that triggers people and because you know they didn't say it's it's about like white and blue marlins or something like that but it's not called blue lives matter because that's already taken and already has a a connotation to it and so they call it white lives matter not fish lives matter not marlins lives matter like literally trying to go out of their way to make this a thing and have like a confederate flag with like little fishes on it and stuff like that and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And that's what, the reason why Cosmo pulled down or decided not to air her cover, that she won. And I think the producers had something to do with that too. I think they really want to set up a villain here, but I think Victoria F is a, like a little too villainous. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, but also I just don't think, I don't think the sum, the, the sum equals the parts. Like it, it, there's, I, something's not adding up for me because I don't feel like she's even, worthy of giving two shits about even just on a like how she presents herself so i don't understand why all of these things are happening why she's still there why she's i don't get the magnetism at all me neither because she's not good drama like she's not a kelsey like kelsey drew me in 
you know, with the champagne thing. And Hannah Ann even drew me in when she cried about it for like a day about how she's like, I'm not a champagne still. Like that's drama that is like vapid and easy and fun, but like yeah. good to laugh at. This is yes. not easy to laugh at. This is like, I get nothing about, like she has zero personality, even for a bad personality. She didn't even have that. She has nothing. There's nothing there. I find nothing behind the eyes of Victoria F. Yeah, I mean, I truly just am very boggled by the whole thing. And I just, I, I guess I just kind of was super bummed out because I really did, I wanted to see Kelsey in the finals. I did too. And I, I did like her family. I'm not going to lie. I wrote some things down. Um, I love that Kelsey's stepdad actually looked devastated when um, she yeah. told him that she already told Peter she loved him. He was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, no. <laughs> That's all you have to work with. That's what you need to keep for like the final, yeah. And he didn't, and Pete did not tell Kelsey that he was falling for her. That was how I knew she was probably going to go home because he said, my heart has fallen. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and I was an English major in college. Like, I understand metaphor and I understand hyperbole. And that was neither. Like, that Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know who doesn't? <laughs> Peter doesn't understand either of those things. So. <laughs> Just following his script. And I love that about him. Like, you can see a clear teleprompter or something. Like, well, no, you can. You can I, I bet you five bucks he wears an earpiece in some of those scenes that he gets fed lines or... You can literally see him trying to mem like trying to recall what he's supposed to remember because uh, I mean he just looks flustered half the time now and with that scar right. I just feel bad I feel like the guy is literally breaking physically and mentally. Yeah, and I think that they literally because you know picture this people you tell someone that you're dating you love them and they say thank you. So that's rude and you hate that. So what The Bachelor has decided to do, because it used to be you could not tell anyone you love them until you propose. Like the final two, like um, Ben Higgins, I think was like the first one that ever told multiple girls and it blew up in his face, but that was fun to watch. Um, he told them before <laughs> proposal. And I remember social media going ablaze, like this is why you don't tell them until the final episode. You don't tell them until you get down on one knee. But now Pete and these other people are just saying you left and right. Like it's amazing to me and Pete told Kelsey what I've always loved about the old school bachelor is that whenever they said I loved you before because the girls were encouraged to say it before final two but the men couldn't and they used to say thank you I needed to hear that like yeah, I needed yeah, yeah. that and I'm just like what does that even mean because did you not know how you felt about her before does her telling you she loves you change how you feel about her you did not need to hear that because you don't feel that yeah I mean, I, it does shock me sometimes how, I mean, I guess it goes on both sides, but like with this show, it's highlighted with women, is that how little they will accept or take to keep something alive. Like, I feel like half of these women, if they were like, you know, like you'd just be like, oh, you're kind of dorky. I don't think I even like you, you know, like, but they are, they're willing to, they're already willing to accept they're in love from the jump. And so every little piece, every little crumb that Peter leaves out, they say, thank you, thank you, may I have another? And I sometimes think that right. is the weirdest, most bizarre. That's why it makes it a very entertaining show because the concept of it is so weird and so sad that he has to do barely nothing and he gets rewarded. It's kind of like Jax. He does barely anything and he gets rewarded for it time and time again. And these people are begging him. They're already in love with him. They've, they've accepted it. Like there's not a doubt in their minds, half of these girls. Right. And the problem was that the girls that they did pick some of them were so ready to play that game with him, but he fucked it up royally so many times that even they got frustrated and they got, you know, 
like tired of the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like I never forget my favorite scene of, of the entire season, although there were many, was Victoria P dropping his hand. It was very Melania Trump style. Like yeah. he was walking out with her and she was like, you know what? I just don't even understand what yeah. we're having this conversation. Don't hold my hand and patronize what you're supposed to do on this show. I mean, and the problem was he likes to punish anyone that holds him accountable or holds him to a higher standard. Though those those are things that you should look for in a spouse partner. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's, you're so dead on. Like, that's why none of these relationships really, really work because you're just going on like these social niceties that are just skin deep and nothing like nothing real is there. Nothing that cuts to the heart of anything. It just, it's all, it's all fake and artifice, you know? Right. The only one I've ever like truly felt could possibly make it work would be Colton and Kathy because she was like, you know, I like you. We got this far. Didn't expect to, but I'm not going to get engaged with someone I just met. Like, and he, she held him accountable. I'm like, this is not going to work like this way. And he was like, yeah, maybe you're right. Like, if I know if I feel something about someone, I have to go after that. And that made sense to me. And it was great to watch him hop a fence, but he was like, because this doesn't work for her. And I think this might be something real. And that's like the bare minimum. It's somebody who tells you like, we need to test this outside of the show. And that's exactly what Kathy always said. is like outside of the show, I needed to date him and see if I liked him. And they're still together. And that's mainly because he found someone that actually held him accountable. Peter has literally sent every single person home that has given him a run for his money, which newsflash was the entire cast. And that's why they're all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were all yeah. like, you know, you have your ex-girlfriend here on a date. And you're going to spend more time with her than with us. And she's going to talk about our your, your sex life again. Like, this is so disrespectful. And I was, like, surprised they even let that happen other than they knew Hannah wanted to talk to him about how he made a bad, a big mistake. And I don't think that they're together in real time now. And people have made that theory. I don't think any of the conspiracy theories are true. Um, but also I find it so funny that even like reality Steve, who's the normal spoiler guy is like, and usually dead on. He's like, yeah, we can't confirm anything. Like we know nothing. Oh, right for now. real. Yeah. Cause Peter is so okay. off the wall. Like the, the most reasonable theory that I've heard is that he's dating Madison in real life right now, but not engaged. That's the most reasonable one. And even reality Steve is like, we have no idea what's happening with this man. Well, so what do you, well, I mean, what are your opinions about the producer uh, theory? Because I just saw another video of them today at a wine. Right. That people was thinking posted. that he's dating his producer. Or do you I think see? that's set up because they want to throw people off so much? I think it could be that, but I also think it's what you said. Like the boy has to have somebody tell him what to say every goddamn day. And because he's doing so much press and stuff for the show, I think he does need to have a producer with him. That's what happens for a lot of personality. They have a producer with them. They tell them what to say, where to go, when, how much they got to give to the people, what they've agreed on. You know, they, the producer has to talk to the producers of the other shows and be like, we can't talk about this. We can't do that. I think he needs to be produced because I don't think, again, Peter has like nothing behind his eyes either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I will, think he I mean, just that's... needs a producer. I don't think they're together. I think he just needs a producer to tell him what to say. I think maybe that's the new, that will eventually be the new life coach is a producer. Like, you know, people are like, oh, my life coach is helping me. It'd be like, you could hire a producer. Like, they're producing your life, you know? Right, right. Were like, there any I would moments... hire a producer. Oh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like mine to be Monica Aldama from Cheer on Netflix. 
Oh, oh my teach God. me how to live. I mean, she will keep me on the straight and narrow way. <laughs> I would love I want, her to I mean, be. I want my Jerry producer. to be my producer. Jerry can be my Jerry director. Producer, yeah. Yeah. I, I would. They live. A, uh, they have their lives together. They know what's going on. Yeah. They're happening because they work um, hard. They work hard. They're the best. They, like, they would keep me yeah. to go on. Um, yeah. Did you have any moments of this hometown that like really? Sho- I mean, we all knew it was going to be a shit show, but like that actually shocked you. Um, I it shocked me in a in a way of just uh, the 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 especially Hannah Ann's dad when they, I mean, it did shock me in a way, not because I was shocked that he was having that reaction, but it took me back to like dating my high school girlfriend and meeting her dad for the first time. And like, as a boy, you know, seeing a man and then realizing that they have to kind of come to terms with you, like maybe physically touching their daughter. It's like a real mind fuck. And like that look, I've seen that look before. And like that, like shot, I mean, that scared me again. Like I really did get palpable fear. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't want to watch this. This is so uncomfortable. And it's cause you got the sense in Peter's eyes with all these hometowns that he was walking in like the King, you know, like, Hey guys, I can't right. wait to be a part of your family. This is fun. Right. And then they, they held him to these kind of tough questions and they didn't go like, well, you're a part of our family now, Peter. They each said, do not break our daughter's heart. And I think you literally could hear audible gulps. Like, Oop. like you could just see sweat like beating down his forehead. Like it's just very uncomfortable, which I really, really like. I really do like watching. I'm not, yeah, thing. of course. I enjoy the, the look of the father's faces saying, so I'm not allowed to break the fourth wall, but I need you to hear me when I say I am only on this show for her. But don't you dare bring this show back into my house. Like, don't bring <laughs> this bullshit yeah. back home. When she, Why we she comes home, don't give me this bullshit again. It was very much so like Rachel Lindsay's dad who like couldn't even be on the show. Like, because yeah. he was a, a federal judge. Yeah. And he was like... He was so apprehensive when he finally did meet Brian because he did meet him that day. Like, we just couldn't see it. And he was like, what are you even doing here? Like, what is going on right now? Well, how do you explain that? Like, how do you explain to a parent that you're like, oh, I really, really like somebody. Unfortunately, it's part of a TV show that I'd like you to be on. And like, I mean, there's just, there's no good way to explain that where anybody would really understand, you know, like that right. it doesn't really pump anybody full of confidence. And I'm sure the moms and like the sisters and even the dads who watch that they all know that when they come home, it's because they're not the one, they're like one of the ones. So even if they did believe in this whole process, they still have to have a level of apprehension of like, she's one of four. And a couple of dads even said that to him, like, we know there are some other girls. How do you expect us to give you our blessing when we know that there are other girls and you're just going to go racking around getting all these blessings in the cart and then yeah, you'll well, pick the one you like best? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's what, I mean, that's, they, they, that's exactly what, what, what is happening. And I just, the only thing that made me sad too, was that the, when he was talking to Kelsey's mom, he was literally like, she was literally like, you, you have to understand this doesn't happen. Like she really made it right. clear that Kelsey does not fall in love, that Kelsey does not bring people around, that Kelsey, and it really made me very sad for Kelsey, and you really got a little bit more understanding of why she was so uh, maybe, not disgruntled, but maybe a little thrown off and maybe acted a little wacky in earlier episodes like the champagne bottle because she's never really put herself out there in the way she has with this. Maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so like, I, it, was just, it made me sad though that my mom was just like this, she's not like this. She doesn't. And like people like that, sometimes I feel bad for because they're not, they they don't lead with their heart, you know? So when they do decide to let somebody in their heart or let somebody in the hair, it's sometimes really heartbreaking if they don't, you know, get what they want or show, or, or they're shown that it's okay to sometimes let your guard down or sometimes feel something. I'm probably reading way too into this. I'm, we, no, I'm, I, I'm insane. It's yeah. totally fine. I mean, people have told me, you know, they didn't go, you know, I've had my theories as to why they really didn't, but people have said they didn't pick Mike as the bachelor because he would have been too awkward. And I'm like, there is no one who would have been more awkward than this. Like nobody, at least Mike had a personality. Like, I always say this would not have happened if we had picked Mike. I'm just saying. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> if well, Mike was I a mean, bachelor, this wouldn't happen. <laughs> I got I mean, it is funny. Like I'm I guess technically a guy, you know, I have like guy parts, but I wouldn't consider myself a man. Like some of these guys are like dudes. I but I would definitely consider Peter not a man either. Like yeah, I mean, no, there is no, something I not. would be I would love to actually I now am kind of curious to watch the bachelor again, where it's a real dude, where it's a guy that kind of does like he's solid with him, with who he is. He's confident. Yeah, he's, I think, you know, the reason they didn't pick Mike and they didn't even approach, um, who was the other runner up that Hannah was supposed to be with that dated Gigi Hadid. Oh, oh, oh God. The guy abs. I hate, um, uh, uh, Tyler Cameron. Yes. I think that if it wasn't going to be Mike or Tyler, I think it's because they would have actually taken it too seriously. And like I said, when they picked Hannah, I don't think they wanted to go that route anymore. I think they literally want to lean into this reality TV thing where it's like the drama and the Michigas. But like Mike would have been boring because he would have had real dates and real conversations. Like <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> and Tyler's too respectful of Hannah. So it was like, no, we need someone who's in like disrespect women, but in a really polite way. Peter. Uh, don't even, I, I just can't with Tyler Cameron for say he just, for some reason, all, every girl, I, I talk about him on my podcast sometimes as I really don't like him and girls will defend him till the cows come home. Like it is people really <laughs> will defend this dude. And I do not, I think he wants fame so badly. He flirts with Andy Cohen all the time. He's dating famous people. The guy, like, he'll, like, tell men, like, hey, man, we got to be better. Like, dude, shut up. Why don't you be better? We'll, we're, we'll take care of ourselves. You're not, like, the leader of men. You still have more people who are defending Tyler to you than anyone defending Pete to anybody. So. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that does say something. Yeah. <laughs> that is literally the point. And. That pretty much concludes us, guys, to this whole problematic episode of Hometowns. I mean, nothing really happened in Hometowns. <laughs> so much didn't need to be discussed. But um, the next episode, when this comes out, it'll be on the following Monday. Uh, the 24th of February is Women Tell All. I am Oof. both curious to see if Victoria F. even is invited or comes. Um, I don't think they will have her, and I think they'll say it's because she's final three, but really, I think it'll be because she has so much controversy. There's, like, no point in even talking to her until they can figure out a way to spin it all, which Ugh. won't happen until finale, so. Well, I mean, I, so so wait, so are you saying this upcoming Monday is going to be Women yes. Tell All? Monday the 24th okay. is Women Tell All, and I believe it is Ugh. the standard Two hours. Um, it starts at eight p.m. So uh, <laughs> Eastern time or or PST, if that's where you're at, then I'm pretty sure it's gonna go. I'd be surprised if it ends at ten. Actually, I feel like 
I need to check because women tell all is going to be an interesting night considering 80% of the women didn't like Peter. 80% of the time. <laughs> By the way, so, this might be, this might be my favorite episode ever. Like, but it, no, you, I'm actually the most excited for this and I've been for the whole season and I've liked this season because it's been a lot of bullshit. Like it's fun to watch and nothing's happening, but Oh, yep. It's going to be eight to 10. So two whole hours well, of women talking shit about this man. And you guys, you guys listening, if you ever like see Chris Harrison on the street or something, like you shout him down and say there's no reason they should be doing five hours of The Bachelor in a week. Like you tell him that there's no reason they need to do one episode of The Bachelor a week and that's it. I do not, I can't handle two episodes in a week. Oh no, I'm so sorry. I misread <gasps> my own calendar. It is not next week. This woman tell all. So that actually means Victoria F might come on the show. And now I'm even more excited. It's supposed to be on March the second. Everyone is women tell all. Wait, which means so what do we get this Vic next week? Next week is going to be um, Madison telling ups? Peter that the ultimatum. Okay, so we got that, and then the next month and is the women final, tell all. Yeah, the the next uh, the the second of March will be women tell all, which means the finale will be the following week. Oh, I just need the sweet release of the Bachelor being over, please. Yes, Come and we're on. almost there. Um, uh, this Monday is. Fantasy suites, so oh, that'll man. be exciting, and that means that if Victoria F does, you know, create a commotion, she gets sent home. That would make her eligible to come on Wilmington All. So oh, I would God. love to see what they address with her because there's a lot to address. By the way, I I just I really don't think she'll be there. I just don't don't think because how do you not bring up eighty hundred things and not like it can't do one of those especially the like, thing that they that it happened on camera. The girl did approach Peter on camera, so that can happen. Like if if it was a it was talked about on camera, it can be addressed at Women Tell All, and that alone is something that we need to dig into. I yeah, I mean, I I I want to, and I just I want to, I hope Chris. I hope Chris puts his like investigative reporter hat on and doesn't let her like and kind of grills her a little bit and pushes her and doesn't relent on her. Yeah, because I mean she she didn't get an entire hometown because of this this thing. But got a rose. That's something that needs to be discussed. But I am almost certain, and I'm not talking about spoilers, I am almost certain in my blood that Hannah Ann and Madison are, are the top two. Yeah, so I mean my thing my my theory was that, of course, and I think, you know, is that like, yeah, she leaves the show because of that. Like, he finds out that he slept with Victoria. And that's the scene where we get with the mom of like, bring her home to us. Right. Because you can only say that about somebody that leaves. And I don't see Hannah Ann leaving him anytime soon. And Victoria F., she could have left hours ago, like literally episodes and episodes ago. And he still would have not gone to his mom about her. And that is not and someone that a mama cries about. Well, also remember the mom has a special relationship with her because of the vow renewal ceremony from the first exactly, one -on -one. which is why I said you should not bring. We are bringing home girls earlier and earlier every season. And I don't <laughs> get it because why would you introduce your entire family to somebody? They're gonna like oh, her, and if you bring them, somebody, oh my god, they're gonna be upset. Monty, that's what I'm saying. That's another thing in the vernacular of. I wonder if people, when they date, when they meet parents, of like, hey, you made it to hometowns. Come meet my family. You know exactly. Oh, so. Next week, guys, the 24th, which is a Monday, that is when we get Fantasy Suites. And the 2nd of March is when we get home to um, Women Tell All. And then we are almost done. <laughs> oh, my God. Finally. This feels like a chore at this point. I just, what I just wanna... a season. And it's still a better chore and easier for me to watch sometimes than Bravo, like Vanderpump Rules. So I'm going to just... <laughs> 
my blessings. Oh, don't even. Vanderpump <laughs> Rules is just, by the way, we, you guys listening, we've both been blocked by Jax this week. So we're yeah. fresh off. <laughs> by the way, you God, you just feel energized. I, uh, I, I have yeah, my. I started my tweet with can't wait because he said, you know, the next person who brings this to me, I'm going to block. And I said, can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, I, I was like, I guess I'm going in. And I usually try to stay on the outskirts of everything, but it was. So ridiculous this week that I just couldn't. I and it's I him. Like he's such a dumbass. Like it's not just that what they did was super sketchy. The timing was off, and had no one said anything or found anything out, then maybe they would not have done anything. It's that he kept defending it. Like you can believe whatever you want to believe. Just like don't say it publicly. I mean, so you're saying it's okay, but you still want us to believe you're an ally. I'm so confused. Oh my God. It's the mixed messages with Jack There's that like one- are annoying. There's one line in the preview next week where Jax and this Sandoval are in the alley fighting, and he goes, I didn't invite my own mom to this wedding because I didn't want to deal with it. You think I have a problem with you not coming? Like, And that, to me, sums up everything about Jax. Yep. Don't forget, everybody, yep. he didn't invite his own mother to his wedding. So he literally has sociopathic behavior where he doesn't feel things the way other people feel them so like yes and he can dissociate and he does not you can't tell him anything's wrong he won't listen to it and i just you know Brittany is in so deep she keeps crying every time you even bring up the wedding and it's not good tears she's like this is supposed to be the happiest time of my life i've heard that four times four wedding events four cries like and she's I, never having the happiest moment of her life because she's in so deep and she's really got and I, when she started screaming at sandoval i've done nothing wrong you know i kept thinking mm-hmm. Chelsea from Oh No Bravo called it in the very beginning that Brittany was going to get a bad edit and we were going to see her for who she really was. And we are yep. seeing it, honey. Dude, that fit, that fist, her, her fit, like that fist, like, I hope he, you know, destroys Sandoval. And I was like, that is Brittany right there. And well, that, she I is. Mean, they deserve each other. The other thing, too, is, is Stassi and Lala, they're really, like, leaning into being good friends to Brittany and my real question is, where the fuck were they when this guy was cheating willy-nilly all the time on Britney? Where were they being good also, friends with? Also, who's to say Sandoval is not a, a good friend? That's a good friend who questions you that's, and is like, hey, see, this is going to look really bad on you. Do something about this. That's a good friend. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is that like I don't understand why they think they're being champions of Britney when in the end it's like, if you're really equating supporting her blindly as a good friend, then where the fuck were you supporting her blindly and keeping her away from Jax when it was revealed how much he had been cheating on her? Right, and Ariana said, like, you know, since they got engaged, it's almost like we can't ask any questions about the relationship. We have to shut it all down. Like, we don't still have questions. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And it's like, the same thing. We do see something like this is happening on The Bachelor where these parents are like, you expect me to not have to ask a question, like to not be concerned about this. Like we're supposed to dissociate reality TV with reality. And that's where sometimes I get my my mind gets really fucked up because I'm not supposed to treat reality TV like it's real. And that's where I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is this is a lot. I'm woozy. Like I'm supposed to still think that he's supposed to make it work with someone after only nine weeks of knowing them and it's supposed to get married. I'm like, why do I subscribe to this at all? I don't know. But also the the, the too is that Sandoval, like so Sandoval approaches Jax at this Peter's birthday party, you know, happy birthday, Peter, and says, you know, I have a couple questions. But also, like, yes, that probably was a producer like pushing him to ask that. But also, that was the same way that we found out, remember, about the Faith recording on the first episode two seasons ago, 
was that they had to bring that two jacks at that birthday party. Do you remember that at the end of the episode? Also, like I always say, yeah. And like I just said about The Bachelor, if they don't say it on camera, they can't talk about it at the reunion. And clearly that's what we all want to know. People all want to hear about their thoughts about this pastor that, yes. were, that weren't pre-coached. Like we want to know what they really were thinking and feeling in the moment because it did happen while they were filming. So I'm but not mad at that. Jackson, but Jax knows that. how, no, I, but Jax knows how this how this works by now. So how he shouldn't expect any of this and how he should be prepared and steal himself from all of these, like he knows this shit is coming. Like there's no way. So it always boggles my mind when he tries to hit hard on social media and stuff when it's like, dude, for you saying you're like the king of this reality show and all that stuff and you know how Hollywood works, then you should have been a lot smarter and realize that you should have had a way better like way better verbiage at the ready to deal with the questions coming your way. Right. It's because this was finally something that they could not plan and they did not all talk about very a la art, um, Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like it's something that they did not plan. So they're like, oh no, we will not have this on TV, which again, real supposed to be reality. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know what kind of stress and high blood pressure I'm going to get into next week, but <laughs> I guess that's next week's problem because I'm not giving it up way, anytime soon. Wait, by, by the way, if if one of us, you know, God forbid, like, you know, passes away because of a reality show, I hope that all the podcasters that podcast about Bravo will each come to each other's memorial service and, and really also make sick. a vow to not talk about Jax anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Call Kelly and let's all sue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming Thank you. on. I had so As much always. fun. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always have fun with you and I hope you'll come on my mind again soon. And, oh, and you, you were so Italy, great. Anytime. So um, and uh, and guys, for those of you who don't know me, go check out my yeah, podcast. So bad it's good. Uh, with Ryan Bailey. These are really long podcasts. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, it's kind of a variety show. What I just realized this week, a lot of people were having a hard time finding the timestamps because not every segment is going to be your segment. All you have to do on an Apple phone is swipe up once you're playing it and the show notes will appear. And all wow. of the timestamps are there. I did get a review this week that they like it, but they didn't know how to find the timestamps. So I, I need to, I guess, I just learned how to do it the other day. So Across I need to teach release. everybody I know, right? But I've really painted myself in corner in a corner with these huge podcasts. But uh, I think I think they're really enjoyable, or you'll find something that you like, and uh, it kind of goes all over the place. So give it a shot if you haven't already, and uh, and go go start with Bonnie's one from a couple weeks ago. She, if oh, you like what so she talked about the Bachelor, you're going to love what she talked about the Bachelor in that one. So no, it was great, and I'm so happy that you were able to come on and talk about this stuff. Yes. And uh, anytime. You Everywhere where to find me, Mixing with Monty, at Mixing with Monty on Twitter and Instagram, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And I will be back with regular schedule programming sometime after this one. Thanks so much for listening to another bonus episode of Mixing with Monty. If you like what you hear, feel free to let me know by following me at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I on Instagram and Twitter and tell me your thoughts and feelings. If you love it so much, you just can't get enough, feel free to rate me five stars and leave me a little review on Apple iTunes podcasts so other people just like you can find me and our little mixer. <laughs>